Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number 28 in Be With Me. We're in 1 Timothy in uh, a couple of concluding uh, passages. Yesterday, we titled the the uh, our little meditation, Fly You Fools, and that some temptations need to be fled from. And uh, let me just read that part as a kind of a little ramp up uh, into today. So this is from 1 Timothy chapter 6, the last chapter in the book, and we'll start with verse 11. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. So two things there. He identifies, uh, reminds Timothy of his identity, your identity, O oh, oh, oh man of God, and flee these things. Certain things need to be ran from. And then he says, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. Make room for the good stuff. And make room for the fight. Verse 12, fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So that was yesterday where we, we charged uh, some evils and temptations should be ran from. Some temptations need to be fled from. Um, the appropriate response for some is to run. Why? Because we're cowards? No, we just we don't want to destroy ourselves. We don't want to make shipwrecks of our faith, as it says in chapter 1, verse 19. We don't want to pierce ourselves with many pains and pangs and fall into a snare and ruin and destruction, as it says in 6.19. Then the second thing is we want to run from that stuff. So why? So we make room for the good stuff. Righteousness, godliness, gentleness, love. And then we want to have the ability to fight the good fight of faith. Certain battles are worth the sacrifice. I think World War II, for example, you know, defending the world from just, you know, true evil, I think is a, is a good example of that. Now, you know, nobody likes war, but nobody likes an evil empire either. And then finally, uh, from yesterday, is take hold of eternal life to which you were called. All right, so then this is this is today's passage. Verse 13, I charge you in the presence of God. This is Paul talking to Timothy. I charge you in the presence of God, who gives life to all things, and of Jesus Christ, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession. Keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will display at the proper time. So the title today is Don't Be That Guy. The point is, don't be the guy who uh, who sullies the name of Christ and it's uh, reproached because of him. It's spoken badly because of you. It's criticized because of you. So he says to Timothy, obey, keep the commandment. And occasionally that means don't do the stuff that you want to do, but but is best for you. And keep yourself from reproach. So don't be the guy that because of you, the name of Christ suffers. So reproach, it, it says to be free from reproach, free from the reproach, free from criticism, beyond criticism. So if there's someone outside your life who looks at your life or maybe your church and says, I'm not sure I like Christianity, you know, maybe because of a pastor's fall or uh, a Christian sinning or a congregation itself 
failing in love or failing in its witness or in the service that the Lord asks us to do to our community. Or maybe they look at the congregation and there's uh, it's eating itself with backbiting and destruction and lack of unity. Or maybe it's hypocritical and insincere, craving the people inside of the church halls, craving the wrong things, loving money, loving money and shipwrecking their own faith. And the name of Christ then is is uh, reviled. So think about this. is There are behaviors that I can do in my home and in my neighborhood and at my work and in my church that the name of Jesus's reputation would suffer reproach for. It's, it's just very sobering that there could be others that say, I don't like Jesus or you're not making Jesus look very good or winsome or attractive. So what I am doing... Uh, that could be, let's ask ourselves, what am I doing that could make people not like Jesus as much? Because we know that Christ is unscoldable, he's uncriticizable, he's unreprovable, he's perfect. So if he is criticized, either one of two things is happening. One is, I don't understand his teaching or his ways or his character or his people. Or the worst is, which is what today's talking about, it, is people looking from the outside in, they do understand and they see false teachers or imperfect people and reproachable witnesses to him. So Paul to Timothy is saying, and I'm saying the message here today is don't be that guy. Don't be the guy that stains the name of Christ. Don't be the guy that that when people look at you, they say, I don't want you, and I don't want the the the, the guy you represent that, that is Jesus that is Jesus. And then finally he says, How long are we supposed to do this? Until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's coming back. He's either coming back here to appear here, or I'm going there to appear before him in that realm. So Either way, how long do we keep keep defending the faith and trying not to be uh, be that guy is or that gal is until the very end? Remember that even the qualifications for eldership is you're supposed to be um, thought well of by outsiders and above reproach and respectable. Those are from chapter three, verses two and seven. So let's keep us, Lord, this is the prayer, keep us from being the main thing. Is Jesus the main thing as people think about you or think about your church? Or is it scandal and addiction and words and bad words and bad character and craving the wrong thing and loving the wrong thing? So I love that Paul is encouraging Timothy. He reinforces his identity, O man of God. He says, you know, some things need to be fleed and some things need to be fought for and be careful out there. The, the caution here today is, don't be that guy. Lord, please help me not be that guy or gal today. Thanks for listening.